0: All right, so, um, can you tell me something I really didn't need to know? Hey, Mom, tell me something I didn't need to know. So how about, let's learn something we really don't need to know. Ready, set, go! Go! Go, I say go! Where are we going? Crazy? Oh, that's a short trip. We're already there. <laughs> we usually start there. We started at the finish line. Hoping
1: for someplace new. That looks pretty tasty in your cup, mm. by the way. Hi everyone, welcome to Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know. I'm Mary Swartz. I'm Lynn Samuel. And I'm Hannah Green. Woo-hoo! Yeah. We hope everybody is doing well today. We hope it's not too cold and blustery and icky wherever you are listening to this from. Happy Sunday, guys. Yeah. What's new in everyone's life? Mary, anything new in yours? It's December, it's cold, it's Michigan. Nope. Lynn?
2: It's Arizona. It's oh
0: funny. Uh, nope. Well alrighty then. So <clears throat> here's here's what I have to talk about. Yes. I joined this challenge, which I've talked about before.
1: Was so, this a squat challenge? Yeah,
0: 60 squats a day. Well, I was just practicing then. So I was only doing 30 squats a day. I started 60 squats a day.
1: <sighs> yes.
0: My body's not happy. My legs don't like me. They say get off me.
2: Have they threatened to run away yet?
0: Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. I'm pretty you sure you pushed it. Yeah. I'm pretty sure I caught them packing their suitcase the other day. Yep.
2: That's where you know you've pushed
0: it. Yeah. You might have wanted to work up to 60. I thought 30. 30 was good. I wasn't having any problems with 30. Yeah.
2: Um, the rule is 10% generally when you increase things like working
0: out. <clears throat> oh, well, I'm yeah. a criminal. We don't follow the general rules. We just do what we want. And that doesn't usually work out in our favor.
1: Lynn, do you have a word of yes. the day for us?
2: I uh, do. I have. I have a uh, one that ties in because this area, this uh, my my word of the day is weenus.
1: Weenus.
2: Yes. As in the area of my weenus is really painful from pickleball.
1: I know what you are speaking of. The guys at work like to ask you to touch their weenus. They think it's hilarious.
2: I think it's hilarious. I taught my kids when they were in grade school, so they would go to school and say, weenus. <laughs>
1: Sorry.
2: <laughs> I would tell them to get their weenus off the table. <laughs> the other day, they were all over, and, and uh, my son's friend was poking him in the elbow, and I said, why is he touching your weenus in front of me?
0: <laughs> you want to tell our listeners what a weenus is? Yes.
2: yeah i have tennis elbow from playing pickleball so it really hurts to swing the racket so i have switched to playing left-handed which as you can probably imagine is uh i'm not particularly great to begin with
0: really but, how about just entertaining
2: uh i don't think anyone's entertained it's just like you know not good okay so yeah so yeah my weenus hurts
1: i'm very sorry <laughs> to hear that you should ask your husband to kiss your weenus. Maybe it'll make it better.
2: Yeah. I could. I could do that.
1: You could.
2: He, he offers to rub cream into my weenus all the time.
1: That is <laughs> that is very, very thoughtful and loving of him.
2: It is aspirin because we're so old. It's cream. Uh. They are fun with me. It's rubbing rubbing cream on each other. <laughs> 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 so yeah mary you might get some asper cream for those legs
0: okay i'm right
1: on that all over that
2: seriously i love asper cream it's the
1: best mary do you have yeah. a word for us today i do what is your word crow keeper crow keeper huh crow keeper oh that's like a crow he- purple-
0: Is anything exactly what it sounds like? Nope. Okay. You going to stick with your definition? Well, if you
2: eat crow, that means that you, like, you know, you made a stupid mistake in front of people. And
0: and admitted it.
2: So a crow keeper is the person who keeps embarrassing secrets. They're a blackmailer. A crow keeper (laughs)
1: is a blackmailer. I agree with you, Lynn. (laughs) If we were playing Balderdash, I would pick your definition. Mm -hmm. Nice job, ladies. Is that correct? Nope. Okay. Well, <laughs> she, she was like, the way she said nice job, ladies, I thought we got it. I, I did too. I was
2: like, holy crap, I was
1: throwing around. Okay, what Mary. What is a crow keeper? Person that keeps crows. <laughs> That's yes, Mary. Oh my god. <laughs> That's pretty good. Well I would like to say Mary. It is
0: actually someone who is employed to get rid of crows is what it actually is. Oh, okay. Well then they should be a crochet or a crow getter ridder. Get getter ridder. Ritter of yeah. Yeah, it is actually the person who's employed to get rid of them. Oh, that was a good one. All right, that was fun. Keep
2: her aware.
0: That was fun.
2: That's stupid.
0: (laughs) You know, but you guys fell for it totally. Yeah, I
2: was just being a smart elf with
0: that too, the first one,
2: then the second one. I guess it's just my general state.
0: Okay, we'll go with that. What do you got, Hannah?
1: Cerumen. 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 Is it a thing? It is a thing. It's a thing. Is it a, a musical instrument? It is not. It's not a singing okay. broom? It is not a singing broom. Not a singing Would you, broom. you like me to spell this for you? Yes. Yes. C-E-R-U-M-E-N. Oh, so it's, it doesn't sing, it croons. It's cerumen. C-E-R. Oh. Cerumen. A man
2: who serves...
1: Through men, M-E-N, men. Men
2: who serve, men who
1: serve. That's not a real word.
2: <laughs> boy toy, it's a boy toy.
1: No, also not a dildo. <laughs> wow. Um,
0: I don't even have a clue. Is I've,
1: it a color? It is not a color. Okay,
0: that's where I
1: went. However, I will tell you that Every single person you have ever met has cerumen. It's not a brain. It's not common sense. It's a mouth. It is not a mouth. An opinion. Skin. It's not skin, nor is it an opinion.
0: All right, what is it?
1: Cerumen can actually help scientists determine where you've been in the the recent past. It's part of your DNA. It is not oh, part of your DNA. Oh, Mary, uh,
2: you did a story about this. On yeah. um, Girls and yes. they looked at what did they look at to find out where they've been? They used their
0: what? teeth, their hair, their skin, their teeth, their hair, teeth in their hair. And uh, I want to say cells, but they would be
1: part of your DNA. Would you like me to tell you? Yes. It is your earwax. Oh, for God's sakes, we didn't talk about that. No, I never said we did.
2: I thought maybe it, I thought maybe that sounded when she said can tell. How does earwax tell where you've been?
1: Because it picks up particles in the air that you are, are near, pollutants and stuff. It helps keep them from entering your ear canal. So if somebody right. kidnaps, you definitely don't clean your ears it can help them find pollen and pollutants and different things from where you have been.
2: So then technically probably soaked boogers. <laughs> but if you're kidnapped don't pick your
0: nose. Don't clean your ears, don't pick your nose. <laughs> I think she might be right. She's probably got a really good point.
1: All right. Any tidbits? I, I have a tidbit for us. You ready for a tidbit?
0: Yeah.
1: Remember at one point, we talked about hippos. Yeah, we
0: did. you did a really good story about hippos being the next uh,
1: Food, source. Yes yes, food yes, source, yes, yes, yes. Well, Colombia now has a hippo problem of their own.
0: Oh, yes. They're
1: yes. not eating like, enough?
0: Because of Pablo,
2: Pablo
1: Escobar. Yes, thank you very much. Oh, I think I heard a little uh, bit Escobar's of something else. hippos, Yes, yes, yes. So when drug trafficker Pablo Escobar was arrested, his compound had a population of hippos. Now, Escobar had bought a few hippos legally back in the early 80s for his own private zoo. Started out, it was one male hippo and three females. Well, let's go with the fact that hippos are not native to Colombia. Okay. When he was arrested, they didn't really know what to do with them. They took the other exotic animals he had, and they relocated him, them. But hippos, what are they going to do with them? They're not easy to care for. They're take dangerous. you telling me Columbia has no zoos? I don't know. But what they decided to do was nothing. Let them loose. So Open the door. So some of the hippos did escape on their own, and the rest of them were actually just released. So the thought seemed to be that without someone to take care of them, the hippos would die on their own. Who saw was that? Because they're not native to Colombia.
0: Yeah, but they're tough little bastards.
1: Yeah. Uh,
2: I don't have Florida how that works with their boa problem.
1: Right? Well, dying on their own was not exactly what has happened. Obviously. In fact, not only are they still alive.
0: They're reproducing
1: like rabbits. Yep, because that's what wild animals do. So the handful of hippos that began is now more than 80 hippos and they're still going. They're having a negative impact on the environment. They're affecting not only the local food sources mm-hmm. and animals, they mm-hmm. are impacting the waterways. Oh yeah. And they are beginning to attack <clears throat> humans. They are dangerous. They do not like humans. They are vicious. Do you and, blame them. And they they actually they kill humans. It's Just what hippos do. So they got to figure out what to do about them. Now, there have been some suggestions. One of the suggestions was kill them. Well, it didn't go over very well with with the population, not of hippos, but of humans.
0: I'm sure it didn't go over well with the population of hippos. I don't think
1: they asked the hippos. (laughs) Um, A lot of people have a problem with innocent animals, whether they belong there or not, being slaughtered just To slaughter them, which is how it's being viewed, relocating them, capturing and relocating them, not only dangerous, but logistically, it's a nightmare. The government has tried to surgically sterilize them, but uh, that's both dangerous and it's a huge undertaking that they don't really want to continue to pursue. They've been attempting that for a while now, and at this point, they've managed to capture and hopefully successfully sterilize 11 of the hippos. So the How go- do you not know if you've sterilized them or not? Well, they're hoping it was successful. I mean, it's like when you sterilize them, when you give a guy a vasectomy. Maybe it worked and maybe it didn't without some future testing. You don't really know for sure. So, um, so now the government has announced their new plan. Hippo birth control. They're going to attempt to introduce a birth control drug into the hippos via DART.
0: I don't see anything going wrong with this plan. <laughs>
1: <laughs> now, they don't know exactly how much they're going to need to give the hippos. They don't know for sure whether the hippos are even going to work. Hang on. So, they, they don't really know for sure how much to give the hippos. They don't know whether this drug is even actually going to work for hippos. They know it works for other animals. But, every animal's different. So, this means the scientists will still have to trace the efficiency of the plan by measuring the hippos hormone levels now how would they how do you think that they might track the hormone levels you're either going to draw their blood or they're you're going to check their pee oh how about feces
0: that's way easier than either one get a scatomancer in there while you're while
1: you're at it <laughs> so they have high hopes that this much cheaper and safer to humans method will be just what they need to stop the hippos from taking over the world or at least from taking over Colombia.
0: I don't see a problem with hippos taking over Colombia. I haven't heard of a whole lot of good things coming out of Colombia except hippos. So.
2: Yeah, I'm thinking maybe the, you know, the government hasn't been able to deal with the drug cartels and the very well and the drug problems. Maybe the hippos can deal with it a yeah. little
1: better. Either that or the drug cartel will turn the hippos into guard animals. Guard animals.
0: Write them off on their taxes. There is that. Oh, okay. I have
2: a I have a short tidbit.
0: Okay. Okay.
2: And it actually ties right in with Johanna. It has to do with um, Catalina Island in California's bison
1: herd. Oh, okay.
2: So there's two thoughts on where these bison came from. They are not natural to Catalina Island. So there was a silent film uh, in 1924 for Zane Grey's uh, "The Vanishing American," however. It doesn't contain any bison in it, and it shows no terrain like Catalina. There's no scene in it that looks like Catalina Island. So, But that was the story that I had heard when I was there on the island with my husband. Uh, However, there is another thought that there was another movie called The Thundering Herd that was released in 1925, and maybe they actually came from that. Whichever, what happened is a film crew brought some bison over for to shoot a movie scene. And then when they packed up and left, they uh, forgot to take the bison. So,
3: wow.
2: Much like uh, another story we just heard, the government thought, well, we'll just, you know, let them go. We'll ignore them. It'll be fine. They'll just wander around and whatever. Well, I guess according uh, to sources, I was there, uh, the, they didn't just kind of die out. There were as many as 600 on this island at one time. Wow. Yeah, yeah. They got very large, and they are also an aggressive animal. So, you know, if you're, you've seen videos or, or you're told if you see a bison, you probably don't want to approach it because, you know, they will attack. So they just basically wander all over the island, and when people see them, they get out of their way, and uh, they've had to close school because of it. So it's a very small school because there are kids on the island and it's like a tiny little school. So they actually uh, probably now email them. But when we were there, they said they would send out a phone call to all the families saying, hey, there's Buffalo uh, by the school. Keep the kids home. We'll let you know when it's safe to go to school. So. uh, So, yeah. So.
0: I never got a school day for that. I know. know, Damn. I know.
1: We clearly have been um, living in the wrong place. Yeah.
0: Yeah.
2: But contact them to Catalina because uh, they actually have a group that dealt with it, a conservancy and scientists involved. And what they did is they actually did do birth control. They finally were like, all right, what are we going to do? So they captured some of them. They sent them off to the mainland for auction. And then they also have released some of them on the Great Plains. uh, And they want to keep some of them now they need to keep the population small so they actually are using animal birth control to maintain the population and they also have captured and released them and sterilized them um some of them so so yeah so it is around a hundred right now the herd number and they're happy with a hundred because the island's big enough to handle a hundred so uh they've got it at a hundred and uh it's going pretty good however people still get hurt um a few years ago, a worker um, was injured while working on a uh, tower, and uh, another guy was camping and was gored by one of the bison. So, it wow. doesn't say if either of these workers approached them or if these guys did, because I think as long as you don't approach them, you're okay. I don't think they're like aggressive, like they go out of their their way to go after you, like a a uh, hippo would, but. Maybe these two guys decided to go pet the buffalo, or the bison. They are not buffalo.
1: <coughs> yeah. Nice. But I
2: thought that was funny that you had the story on,
1: uh, um, Columbia, on hippos? the hippos, because yeah.
2: they just, yeah, if they just call Catalina Island, they dealt with kind of a, it seems like they're similar in size.
1: Yeah. I don't so know, know how they, big uh, a, they're built slightly differently, so I don't really know how that would work but yeah like size-wise a place
2: to start at least
1: yeah yeah you know so
2: so if i'm columbia you know i'm gonna try to find a place that's dealt with something like
1: that before well and they this birth control that they're using like i said they know it has worked on other animals but it's never been tried on hippos and and so perhaps they should consult some animal people
0: that
2: know know what they're doing there's gotta be a zoo or
0: something you would think birth control on a hippo. Columbia, get your shit together
1: and start asking for help, okay? Um, yeah, that's okay. Yeah, maybe guess. there's
2: those macho guys that won't ask directions.
1: <laughs> All right. Anything else, ladies, before we hop onto a story? I wonder
2: if they Googled
1: it. No,
0: because I think you get more information from Google. Oh, oh that's <laughs> funny. If you, if you, oh, how
2: did a hippo on birth control have a baby at the L.A. zoo? Okay, Columbia. Just call the LA Zoo. Apparently, although I guess maybe that didn't work. Never mind. <coughs> I don't find out what they <laughs> t- did. Do You're
1: yeah, right.
2: But yeah, if you Google, if you Google hippo birth control, most of the stories are about Columbia. That's funny. Yeah, that's yeah. a big story.
1: It is. All right. Okay. Ready for a story, ladies? You gotcha. Yeah. Let's talk about trees. Okay.
0: When you think of a tree, what do you think of? The Big tall things in the forest. The things that put leaves in your yard in the fall make you rake them up. How pretty they
2: are in the summer and the light in the woods as the sunlight goes through that dappled sunlight look. The sound as the wind blows through them gently. The creaking sound that sounds all haunted when there's a windstorm.
1: Well, I think of the perfect climbing tree. You know the kind. Lots of shade, perfect to lay under with a book, to hide in when we were kids, or, of course, the ultimate escape, the perfect tree for a treehouse. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. Well, today, we're going to talk about trees, but not the kind of trees that any of us just described. Instead, this tree might best be described as something you would find in a sci-fi horror movie. We're going to talk about the Hira crepitons, also known as the sandbox tree. Never heard of them. This tree is a member of the Spurge family of plants. It grows 90 to 200 feet tall. It has gray bark. It can be up to nine feet in diameter. So not talking about a little tree here. Nope. It has leaves that are paper thin and can be up to two feet wide.
0: Holy cow. Two feet wide, that's big. It has,
1: yep, it has bright red flowers, which are distinctly male and female. Like you, when you look at the flowers, you can tell which ones are the male flowers. You can tell which ones are the female. They look very different from each other. Now, the fertilized female flowers produce large fruit, which dries into pods that look similar to baby pumpkins, little tiny brown pumpkins. This tree is native to tropical South America and the Amazon rainforest but is occasionally found in tropical North America as well. And it is among the largest trees in tropical America. Now, this all sounds amazing, right? Mm -hmm. Awesome sounding tree. Yep. So I bet at this point you're trying to figure out why the hell we're talking about just a boring. Nope. Sounding tree that no one gives a shit about.
2: No, I'm actually wondering about tropical North
1: America. Um, Tropical North America would include places like Mexico. Gotcha. Okay. We're talking about this tree because the Hero Crepitons is also known by another name. It's known as the dynamite tree, or as the natives call it, the monkey no-climb tree. It's one of the most dangerous plants on this amazing planet of ours, and it seems a bit odd that most of us have never heard of it. It's a multitude of ways that this tree can be dangerous. That gray bark that I mentioned, it's covered with cone-shaped spikes. Yeah. Hence the monkey no-climb tree. The, the male flowers, they grow on long spikes as well. Those cute little fruit that resemble baby pumpkins, well, they're grooved into 15 sections inside. Each section is about three inches long and about three inches around.
0: That's not a little.
1: Nope, not so little. And when the fruits dry out, they explode with a very loud bang. Oh my God, can you imagine living next to one of those? They literally become tiny bombs. They are full... Oh! Yep, they are full of hard, flattened seeds that are almost an inch in diameter, which fly through the air at speeds of up to 150 miles per hour. Jesus. And they can... <clears throat> the seeds can fly up to a distance of more than 100 feet.
0: Yeah, I don't want to live next to that tree.
1: This flying shrapnel can and does cause injury to any living creature in its way. The fruit even before it dries and explodes, is poisonous. It causes vomiting, diarrhea, and cramps if ingested. The sap from the tree causes an angry red rash, commonly known as contact dermatitis, and it's extremely painful. And if the sap happens to come into contact with your eyes, it causes blindness. Lovely. Local tribes have been known to use the sap to make poison darts. And some of the different indigenous groups in the area have been known to use the sap mixed with sand to stun fish, making it easier to catch them. In the United States, the sap is used to create tear gas. Holy crap. Now, the tree can be found in a few other parts of the world, but it's always considered to be an invasive species. It is usually destroyed when it is discovered. And because of the way that it flings its seeds, it spreads easily which is why when, right. they, when they discover it, they tend to destroy them because, yeah, you really don't want to live by these. It can only grow in frost-free areas, so we're safe here in we Michigan. We are very safe. We're safe.
0: The whole crop would have died yesterday.
1: <laughs> it yeah. needs moist, sandy, loamy soil to grow, so you're probably also safe where you're at, Lynn.
2: We actually get frost here.
1: I've lost a
2: few plants because it's not, it doesn't happen. It only happens like two or three times a year. But, yeah, we get frost and everything.
1: Yep, so there you go. You're you're safe. Now, because of how dangerous this tree is, despite the great shade that it can provide, it is not suitable for landscaping, even though it it is kind of a cool-looking tree if you look it up. Now, despite how honestly awful this tree is, it does have some redeeming qualities. How is that even possible? Now, this tree has sever- several medicinal uses. The oil from the seeds, when extracted correctly, acts as a very strong laxative. Think, I'm having a colonoscopy laxative.
0: Some would call it medicinal. <laughs> Some would call that... Revenge? Revenge. <laughs> Weight loss? There you go.
1: Some would call it Karma. The leaves can be used to treat eczema. A properly prepared extract from the tree has also been used to treat rheumatism, leprosy, and intestinal worms. But please, 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 if you have access to this tree or you come across this tree while you're traveling, please do not try to do this yourself. These are traditional remedies that need to be expertly prepared and administered by a proper healthcare (coughs) professional, who is trained in how to do this with the tree. This isn't something that anybody should just go do themselves.
2: Do you remember when we had acorn wars? Yeah. I feel like this would be much more interesting.
1: (laughs) Jesus. We so would have done it, too. We so would have fucking done this. And if you didn't like somebody, you could bring them this really pretty table decoration. Put it in a little basket. Just leave it on the table and... Wait for it to explode in their house? I would
0: scent it like cinnamon and cloves so that they thought it was like a fall thing. I would. I'd scent it oh so that they gosh. left it there because, oh. I mean, otherwise, you're just leaving this. Yeah, I would.
1: Oh, man. Okay. <clears throat> Please don't do this. We are we are awful human beings. Please don't do this. <laughs> so, Says Hannah. I disagree,
0: but I think we're just smarter than other people. I think
2: we are just the type of people you shouldn't mess with.
1: I would agree with that. 100%. Cause, 100%. Because even if you'd managed to take one of us out and neutralize us, there's two more, <laughs> and you have pissed us off. All right. So natives in the area have used the dried seed pods and the bark spikes for years to make jewelry and carvings. Be careful, though, because wearing or even handling these objects – can cause that nasty and painful rash that we talked about earlier. In fact, in the Dominican Republic, this tree is the most common cause of contact dermatitis. The wood from the tree is used to make furniture. Nice. I would like to spit on it. I would like to say I cannot even imagine buying or using a piece of furniture made from wood when the sap can cause you such suffering, can you see? You're you're eating dinner. You have your hands on the table. Your eye itches. Oh, you rub your eye, and suddenly massive pain, and you're blind.
2: I was thinking more like housewarming of a lot of gifts. They make out houses. I was just thinking of the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I'm
0: just thinking housewarming gifts. That's
1: all. oh, ooh, <clears throat> carve your enemy a beautiful cup. There you go.
3: Oh gosh, that's just wow.
1: <laughs> I almost just sprayed tea all over Mary's
3: computer. <laughs> Did Mary give you that puff? Made out of wood.
0: <laughs> the last time she sprays at my table. <laughs> <coughs>
1: oh my god now the name dynamite tree or monkey no climb tree makes perfect sense but why is it known as the sandbox tree remember i mentioned that at the very beginning all right that name actually comes from a past history of the tree where the wood was used by natives to make little bowls that they filled with dry fine sand they used that sand for blotting ink if you've ever seen really historical films or movies, yeah. they would pinch a little little sand over the ink so that it didn't run and smear. Yeah. Well, in that area, the bowls that they kept their okay. sand in were made from this tree. Okay. Yeah. Now, I would just like to say as a conclusion to my cute little story about this awesome tree, if you happen to travel to tropical America avoid the trees with the spikes on them no matter how beautiful the leaves and the flowers are and no matter how hot you are and on the more serious side make sure that if you're going to buy any wooden souvenirs that you are well aware what they're made of that would be a good point so
2: rub it on your uh, friend's uh, face and if they break out and do
1: them right. <clears throat> i was gonna say bring your bring your ex a uh, a lovely carved wooden cup you with
0: the cups again. Oh. Wow. No, yeah, in all
1: seriousness, I mean that's it. Nice. I cannot believe I that we've never heard of this tree. There's a lot of things we've never heard of before. I know. Which is kind of, I mean,
0: that's part of why we do this. It is. It definitely is. Sweet. Well, thank you to everybody who stopped by, and lent us their ear, listened to the story, listened to our silliness. We hope you enjoyed your visit with us today. You can find us on Facebook at Tell Me Something I Didn't Need to Know or at TMSIDNTK@gmail.com. gmail.com. Um, we love it when you send us ideas and suggestions and comments. Um, if you have an unusual tree with an unusual history, send it to us. Not the tree, just the story.
1: Uh, yeah. Yeah, very much so. Any animal stories, we'll take those too. We are also on Twitter at TMSIDNTK. If you happen to be a hippo expert and you have tips for Columbia... Don't send them to us. Contact the Colombian government. Send You're... us a hippo for Christmas. Please uh, don't send us a
0: hippo for Christmas. That's all Lynn wants is a hippo for Christmas. She already no, has I her...
2: miniature, I want miniature ponies. Remember, I want a herd of mini ponies.
0: <laughs> oh, if you enjoyed your shirt stop, don't forget to rate and review us because that does help us. It tells us how we're doing.
1: It also helps other people find
0: us. Feel free to share the podcast if you want to cross-advertise, let us know. We would love to cross-advertise with you. You can find us pretty much anywhere you listen to your podcasts, literally anywhere.
1: If you are aware of a podcast streaming platform that we are not currently on, feel free to drop us a note and we will see what we can do about getting ourselves added. Oh, yeah. Good story. Thanks. Good job, ladies. Yes. Good job.
0: All right. Till next week then guys. Stay mischievous. We love mischievous? you. Mischievous?
1: Mischievous? Yes. Is that like mysteriously mischievous? It's my new word. Mischievous? Yeah. It's my new word. Alright, alright. Alright. Have a great day, guys. Bye. Bye.
4: Bye. I wanna get the bottom for Christmas. Only a hippopotamus will do Don't want a doll, no dinky tinker toy I want a hippopotamus to play with and enjoy I want a hippopotamus for Christmas I don't think Santa Claus will mind you He won't have to use our dirty chimney flue Just bring him through the front door, that's the easy thing to do Says a hippo is a vegetarian
3: will do don't wanna doll, no dinky tinker toy i want